Hey, I'm Micah. And I'm Jen. From 1994 to 1996, Jen lived in the middle of nowhere, Montana. But not by choice. She was sent to a therapeutic boarding school. I had some issues. While there, she performed hard labor. There was also a lot of forced exercise. Went through daily, hours-long group therapy. That shit didn't work. And when she left, she was left with some holes in her life. Holes? One of the holes was her pop culture hole. Yeah, I missed a lot of shit. And that's a hole we can fill. So name all eight of Santa's reindeer. It's time for... I never saw that. Hey, everybody. We have a very special guest uh, with us. Well, actually, just me. I have a very special guest with me right now. You've heard his voice on the podcast before on our Casper episode. Who are you, guest? Um, I'm Elliot Shelton, son of Jen Freeman and Micah Shelton, <laughs> um, who, as you know, made this podcast. Um... <laughs> I was in the Casper episode, as said before, um, and yeah. Cool. So why are you here today? What did we literally just finish watching? We finished watching Jingle All the Way like two minutes ago. Yeah, Jingle All the Way, the 1996 Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah. So I have lots of things to say about this, and I think Dad and I are going to do a separate part later, but I really want to hear your take on it before we get into that. Did you um, have any thoughts about it or parts you really liked or didn't like or things you noticed? Well, I thought it was really good. Um, what really surprised me was that grown-ups acted like that. Like what? Like they were, they were pushing and shoving and just like, and running around all over the place, fighting over just fighting over a Turbo Man doll. Literally fighting over it. Yeah, that was surprising to you, huh? Yeah. Well, I'm going to blow your mind right now. That happens every year on Black Friday, which is the day after Thanksgiving. A whole bunch of stores have deals and stuff. And people have literally been trampled to death. Like every year people die. Jeez. Yeah. So people are still acting like that. And I agree with you. It's pretty nuts. Yeah. That anyone acts like that. Yeah. Do you want to tell us just a quick, like, do you want to give a quick plot synopsis so Dad and I don't have to do it later? Like, how would you describe what happens in this movie? Well, there's a kid named Jamie, and he has two parents, of course. And Of course. Not every kid has two parents. But usually in these kind of movies, they do. Yeah, and he does. Did you, did you have to bring that up? <laughs> yes. Not that. <laughs> I won't cut that. Um... <laughs> Okay, uh, so there's a kid named Jamie. He has two parents of colors, um, and he, so he wants a Turbo Man doll for Christmas, and hold on a second, I might yawn. Wow. Okay, I'll fill in a little bit okay, while I'm you're not, yawning. Um, okay. I guess I didn't have to yawn. I might later though. Like in the middle. False of the alarm. <laughs> False alarm, yawn. I didn't. It didn't work out. Go ahead. <laughs> um. 
His kid named Jamie, he has two parents for the third time. Oh my time. god, just don't start over again. Start from where you were. There's a kid named Jamie. Oh he has two parents. Uh, he, really wants uh, a Turbo Man doll for Christmas. That's as far as you've gotten. What else happens? Just, like, quickly. There's a kid named Jamie. He has two parents. Um, And there's another kid, I guess. Who has a dad named Myron? Um, Myron and Jamie's played by dad. Sinbad. Sorry, and Jamie's dad is played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, I have is... to start over again. His mom is played by Rita Wilson. No, you don't. You really don't. So Myron, Fine. played by Sinbad, is also the dad of a kid that we never see actually, because apparently that doesn't matter. But go ahead. They kept like rushing around the city and just trying to get one stupid. And that was basically the plot of the movie. I mean, you have sort of said everything. Except I will add that what's really going on is that Jamie feels like his dad always lets him down. His dad's always saying he'll be there for things and then he doesn't show up because he's always working. It's a very typical story, actually, that was told a lot in the 80s and 90s in particular. Yeah. About the working dad who's never there for his kids and... Wait a minute, wait a minute. So, why would I say, yeah, there? I was born in 2010, so how would I know about this? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, we've watched lots of movies from the I've 80s and 90s. I've a lot of laughs out of you so far. You've got... <laughs> There's one more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, okay, so... Yeah, so Jamie. Don't cut that either. Jamie's dad, Arnold Schwarzenegger, is, um, you know, kind of the classic absent dad. He's always working too much. He never shows up for things. He didn't show up to see Jamie get his purple belt and karate, and so he oh, has this idea that he's gonna get the toy, the perfect toy for Jamie for Christmas, and that's gonna make up for everything. And so the rest of the movie is about him and Sinbad trying to get tur- a Turbo Man doll, and everyone's sold out everywhere. Why is his name Sinbad? I have no idea. I don't know if that's the name that he was born with, or if it's a name that he made for himself, like a show business name, you know? It's a cool name. I like it, Sinbad. Oh, Good cool. job. Good job I, picking your name. I guarantee he's listening right now. Okay. He, uh, yeah, Sinbad's a big fan of our show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. it's a real honor. What's up, Sinbad? Hey, Sinbad. Uh, see you in the 90s. Oops, I said it early. All right. Anything else you want to say about this movie? I'm asking for your like, opinions now. Like, what, it what you thought? It was good. It was great. Stuff happened. I liked that. You would be a horrible movie critic or, like, movie podcaster. Ah, yeah. I am a movie <laughs> podcaster, though. I just roll with it. Like, I just say what I say. I'm like, there is no audience. Right. That is true. There is no audience right now. It's just you and me in the basement. Piles of laundry. (laughs) Stuff like that. So, uh, seriously, Elliot. We're talking with piles of laundry. Do you you have any other observations, things you really liked or things you didn't like, things you noticed? Anything? (laughs) No. That's it. Was there a part you thought was funny or a part like... Okay, okay. God. When uh, when 
Arnold or whatever his name is. Howard? <laughs> right. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's was, name is Howard. Was Turbo Man. And Sinbad, a.k.a. Morty. No, no, not Morty. Myron um, was Dementor. Yeah, that's right. The enemy of Turbo Man is Dementor, which we thought was funny. Harry Potter. Because, yeah, the Dementors we know are from Harry Potter, which are much scarier than this Dementor. So you thought that was funny? Was there something specific that was funny about that scene or that was good? Who? Sinbad. Oh, Sinbad. You thought he was funny? Yes. Is his name Sinbad with no spaces? Yes, it is. S-I-N-B-A-D. That's his name. Big com- okay. big stand-up comic in the 90s and 80s. He was a big deal back then. So, uh, you're telling me he has no last name? That's what I'm telling you. Some people have only one name. Yeah, like Nene. It's rare, but... Like Nene, who plays basketball for the Bulls, or played basketball. Oh, yeah. See, I don't even know. But... Okay, so... No, I'm not done yet. Elliot wants to keep talking, but he doesn't... Have... Just talk about something, then. Talk about something? Okay. From the what movie. The From the movie. <laughs> okay. Um, at the end, he gets the thing. He gets the doll? Yeah, Jamie gets Turbo Man. Uh-huh. The real Turbo Man and the doll, but gives it to Myron, a.k.a. Dementor, a.k.a. Sin- Sinbad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gives it to Myron or Sinbad. You know what I was kind of hoping the whole time? I was hoping, like, maybe that maybe it's going to end up going to, like, a homeless kid or somebody who really does need that doll. I mean, not need. No one needs a doll, but kind of, you know? Yeah, I I get what you mean. Yeah, but that like didn't as, happen. As I mean, company, like an well, a just, homeless orphan. I just meant like ki- yeah, like kids who don't get Christmas presents usually. You know what I mean? But that's not what happened. But it did go to Myron, and he did seem more needy than like he's a single dad. So that wraps up our kid part. Yes. Yes. No. 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 Do you want to say "see you in the '90s" with me? No. Wait. I'm gonna say "until next time." See you in the '90s. <laughs> Thank you. So let's let's redo that. I did it late. Until next time. See you in, in the, the '90s. 90s. <laughs> It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle-belling And everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year Donna, Blitzen, Vixen, Cupid, Rudolph, No. Santa <laughs> Are those the reindeer? Yeah, those, that's all eight of them. <laughs> I don't even think that was eight. I think that it was, was like Blitz six. is one, and N is another one, mm. and then Cube and Id. Those are separate. Well, so I was gonna say that we should. I wanted us to start with some Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, imitations, but mm-hmm. you already did that. So let's well, that's move not on. Staying in.
That was just... Let's move on. That was just part of... Oh, that's absolutely stinging. You said Santa. <laughs> you can't say something that funny and then... Yeah, he named one of his reindeer after himself because he's really full of himself. Can you name all eight? Yeah. Do I it. I can. I choose not to. Donner, Blitzen. Wait. Dasher, Dancer, Donner, Blitzen. Comet, Cupid. Donner, Blitzen. Did I already say Donner, Blitzen? Mm-hmm. Same Is that, again, was though. that wrong? They're twins. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. I hadn't said Donner Blitzen. Yeah, you did. You no, didn't I say didn't. Prancer and Vixen the first time. Yes, I did. Oh, I love it when you don't remember what you say and there's literally recorded evidence. Yeah, so let's stop it's this so and good. listen because I would like to know who was right. I'm not kidding. <laughs> okay. We'll be back. And we're back. I was going to say that, but anyway, I don't even remember what we were talking about. Let's <laughs> move ahead. Think, let's see if I can remember Charge what on. were we talking about. Like you the reindeer. You actually did say Donner and Blitzen. You actually said Donner and Blitzen first and then said it again and then forgot Prancer and Vixen. Do you feel good about yourself now? Mm-hmm. I also want to point out that... Um, Jen missed a joke that I made, but then heard it when we just listened back to it. I said that Donner and Blitzen, there were two sets because they're twins. Oh, no, I heard that the first time. I just didn't think the first time about what a stupid thing that is to say because (laughs) twins don't usually have the same name. Well, no, they don't have the same name. There's two sets of twins, Donner and Blitzen and Donner and Blitzen. Oh, you're not not saying it's Donner and Donner and Blitzen and Blitzen? No, that'd be stupid kind of even worse yeah. isn't it yeah it is none of it makes any sense don't think about it too hard i would rather not have I wasn't thought about it you. at all i was oh. talking to our listeners i'm so sorry don't <laughs> let me interrupt your conversation with our listeners again oh man if you haven't figured it out we are talking today about 1996's arnold schwarzenegger and sinbad vehicle jingle all the way that's correct it's That season. So in case you don't know, we're going to do a quick rundown of the plot. Do you want me to do a recap really quickly? Sure. I can do one. Okay. I can do one in about five seconds, I think. But go ahead. Here's one. The Terminator comes back from the future to kill Anakin Skywalker. And Sinbad is there? And there's a toy that people want. I don't get it. That was my synopsis. So I don't get... I don't... I don't get that. I don't get the joke. So... Arnold Schwarzenegger, in another, he's an actor. Yes. And in another film, he played a character called The Terminator. Yes. Where he was a robot from the future that came back to kill a child. I know. The Terminator, mm-hmm. he was in a movie, took place in the future, came back. What? I don't get the Anakin Skywalker reference. Anakin Skywalker. Jake Lloyd is the actor who portrayed Anakin Skywalker and also played Jamie, Arnold's son, in this film, Jingle All the Way. You mean little boy Anakin Skywalker? Little boy Anakin Skywalker. What? That was Anakin. Not Hayden Christensen. No, I know. That's obviously. Why didn't you... I'm surprised you didn't say that during the watching of this film. I was saving it. I did talk for a long time about who is that kid? Why do I recognize him? You don't remember that? I don't know. I mean, who can say what I remember? So was that it? Were those the only references in there? Terminator, Anakin Skywalker... No, but you said something else. And Sinbad. That was it. 
Okay, cool. Do you want to give an actual plot synopsis or? I think we could as we go along, but I do want to just talk right now about the cast of this film. Okay. Rita Wilson is in it. Mm-hmm. Phil Hartman is in it. Yeah. Sinbad is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Conrad is in it. He's Don't know the who cop. that is. Don't remember the... Oh. You just can't stay out of trouble, can you? Yeah, he did look familiar. What mm-hmm. is he... Who is that? He's an actor in films. Can you name one? Um, I What I know him mostly from, actually, is a show called Black Sheep Squadron, which was about pilots in the Korean War. And I used to watch that with my dad on like Sunday mornings or something. It was on and we would watch it together. Mm -hmm. But he's been in a lot of stuff. He was in like Westerns and he was in a lot of movies in the 70s. Okay. So that's all the people that are in it that are good. There are lots of smaller parts of actors that you'd recognize now. But I think this was early on in their careers. Well, there was a point where a note I took was, hey, the guy from Better Off Dead. Yeah, that's right. It was his friend who was always snorting cocaine and, like, skiing in his jeans and stuff. He's, he was really funny in that movie. Curtis Armstrong, yes. He was also in Risky Business and Revenge of the Nerds. He plays Booster, who everyone hates. We'll get into that, I'm sure, later. Who's Booster? Booster? You don't remember? Everybody hates Booster. Booster is Turbo Man's sidekick, who's a pink saber-toothed tiger. Oh, right. He plays Booster? Yeah. He plays Booster in the final scene at the end, the big parade scene. So we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. Basically, if you don't know the Jingle All the Way plot, there's a toy that every kid wants. It's like the hot Christmas season toy. And of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a salesman of some sort. And he misses all of his kids' things because he's always busy salesmaning. And so to make it up to his son, he missed his purple belt padawan ceremony he tells him he'll get him this turbo man doll and of course his wife later he goes downstairs and his wife reminds him hey did you get that turbo man doll for jamie he's been wanting it for weeks you were supposed to get it two weeks ago and it's christmas eve right so then the rest is just so many madcap hijinks yeah it's a really common trope elliot and i talked about it at the beginning of this episode how common This was in the 80s and 90s, the story of the overworking dad and the put-upon mom and the dad who never shows up for the kid and then shows up in some amazing way or whatever. Which I I hate this trope, but I also, it does come from somewhere. I think probably the generation of people who were making these movies were probably neglected by their fathers in this way, in this exact way, Mm -hmm. is my guess. I don't know. I imagine my grandparents and my mom and her brother's lives being kind of like that. Just playing those stereotypical gender roles. Well, yeah, but also like the really, you know, the dad that works all the Mm -hmm. time and that's his priority and he's never, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying it's a super annoying trope and it's really boring now, but I can see where it came from. And I feel like in this movie, they really pulled it off well and it didn't feel forced or awkward or predictable at all. Hmm, that's funny, because what I wrote is that this is literally the most predictable movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I've never seen a more predictable movie, and I've seen a lot of predictable movies. Even movies where you knew what was going to happen because you read the book? This is no, more because they always change something. This was mm. more predictable. 
can we just talk about some more um, cameos and other people that I noticed in the movie? Yes. So at the very beginning, they show a Turbo Man commercial. And, okay. Or it's like a, there's a Turbo Man TV show, I think. And All right. The bad guy is named Dementor, and it's played by, in the, the TV show within the movie, it's played by Richard Mall from Night Court, Bull from Night Court. Oh, yeah. So he's Bull. on screen for like a second. Wait, what did you say his last name was? Mall, M-O-L-L. Oh, right, because Martin Mull is yes. also in this. Martin Mull Very plays a, a DJ, <laughs> a radio DJ. Oh, they should be more careful um, with their casting. Harvey Corman plays the president in the Turbo Man show. And that is... He is an actor in films. I feel like I'm saying that a lot. Yep, but you know episode. that that's not what I'm asking. He was in Blazing Saddles. He's in a lot of Mel Brooks movies, which, interestingly, there's a scene later where... Ted, who's played by Phil Hartman, is Arnold Schwarzenegger's neighbor, and he says something early on in the film that he, you can never do too much to make Christmas magical for a kid or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was obnoxious. So Ted, Ted is pretty obnoxious. Um, he's yeah. like the perfect man, neighbor, friend, does everything, but he's also boning all the women in the neighborhood. Um, you find well, we out, don't know that for sure. No, well, we don't know that for sure. sure. He hits on Rita Wilson later. but he, Yes, but it's heavily implied that he fixes their screen doors and yeah, swaps it's recipes. It's definitely implied. I thought it was more implied that they're all really into him. But mm. yeah, I mean, I'm sure you're right. He's He is like newly single. He's divorced and he bakes cookies and he does all these domestic things and he's just the sweetest guy. So he... But he's really not. He gets a reindeer. For the neighborhood, kind of, I guess. And he's just having this reindeer walk around and leading it around, letting the kids pet it and stuff. Later on, Arnold lets the reindeer into his house, into Ted's house, and it fucking breaks down doors and starts a fire and all kinds of shit. So Arnold hates the reindeer, and the reindeer hates him, and it burps and does other weird shit. Do you remember that? No. The reindeer, like, makes weird human noises, and Arnold gets it really drunk. But before that happens, he punches it. He punches the reindeer. Oh, that's right. Which was very reminiscent of that scene from Blazing Saddles where Mongo punches the horse. I don't know that movie that um, well. And Harvey Corman was in that movie, so I thought that was interesting. We all we all do. <laughs> also. Uh, I took a note on him punching the reindeer, but the reason I took a note on it is because this whole movie, I was waiting to see Arnold kick some ass. Like, that's what he does best. Mm -hmm. Like, let's at least see him kick some ass. But instead, during all these different scenes of hullabaloo, he just gets his ass kicked. And so the only real punch he throws in this movie is at a reindeer. Mm -hmm. And I found that, number one, offensive. Animal abuse. Number two, offensive. Bad movie. Agreed. On all counts. We were talking about people that were in this movie. Little cameos and stuff. There were a lot more. Chris Parnell shows up. Must have been really early in his career. Mm -hmm. He's like a toy store employee who laughs at Arnold Schwarzenegger for looking for Turbo Man on Christmas Eve. Oh, excuse me. Yes? I'm trying to find a Turbo Man doll. Me too, me too. Do you have any more in the back? <laughs> what? I see that one. <laughs> What these, these guys are looking for a turbo man? A German man, dog, yes. <laughs> They're looking for turbo man. <laughs> hey, everybody, these two are 
Man. There's also uh, Vern Troyer is one of Santa's elves, mm-hmm. and Danny Woodburn. He gets punched like all the way across the room. Do you remember he? that? I didn't watch he all of that. He flew across scene. the room, yeah, and like hit the wall, which I was supposed to be played for laughs, but it was not funny. It was like just fucked up. There's a big brawl between Arnold and a bunch of Santas and elves. Um, <laughs> yeah, Danny Woodburn is. From Seinfeld, he's another one of the elves that shows up, and there's this huge Santa who comes out and tries to beat up Arnold Schwarzenegger, and as we were watching it, Jen said, that's got to be somebody famous, right? Some professional wrestler and it is, is what I it's said. Paul White, I guess his wrestling name was Big Show. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big wrestling fan, but it was clear that this guy was a wrestler. Right. I mean, yeah. So they, that's the joke. They found someone bigger than Arnie. Mm-hmm. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, and Jim Belushi. Did I mention that? Jim Belushi was in this one, too? Yeah, he was Santa. He's the Santa that has a Turbo Man and then leads Arnold to this warehouse where they're, where all the Santas are selling black market toys, basically. And it ends up being a Spanish version of Turbo Man. Right, which yes, Which is all broken and falls apart when he opens the box. I remember. It's just, oh, man, we're so different. The things I noticed were more like um, like the fact that this movie didn't even try. It didn't even try to be clever, <laughs> and it didn't even really try to have a plot that made any sense. Also, things like, hey, is Howard a pretty common Austrian name? Mm-hmm. Because that's his so. name, Howard. Yeah. I, I was hoping at the very beginning, my first thought was like, oh, is Arnold going to become Turbo Man? I hope so. And then like one minute into the movie, I was like, yeah, he is going to become (laughs) Turbo Man. And hey, what do you know? He does. That's what happens. There's a big mix up. Arnold goes on a wild goose chase, you might say, looking for Turbo Man all over the city, ends up at the Christmas parade, which Anakin has been asking him if he's going to go to the whole movie. He does end up there after his car gets stolen and runs out of gas and he pushes it and he... Chases kids through a mall trying to get a lottery ball. He beats up Sinbad. So many things. Yeah, we haven't even, we have not really mentioned Sinbad. Sinbad is like the rival in this movie because he's also trying to get a Turbo Man on Christmas Eve for his son. He did have one really funny line that I thought. Oh, I liked Sinbad. Hilarious. I Sinbad is cool. I like Sinbad. He was in. I was going to say the real world, a different world, and I love him for that forever. So Sinbad has a scene right when he meets Arnold where they're standing outside the store and everybody's looking for Turbo Man. And Sinbad talks about how the toy companies create these toys and then feed subliminal messages to their to the kids to make them want the toys. And then they only release so many and cause this frenzy and craze. And he says that he studied psychology for one quarter at a junior college. So he knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. I liked that a lot. Yeah, it was funny. They kept, and I mean, it wasn't funny. Nothing about this was funny, let's be clear. <laughs> Even Phil Hartman. Who, I mean, the only parts that made me laugh were, were with Phil Hartman. There were two of them that I can recall actually laughing at. One was like when he's like, he's just a super calm, like, always chill dude. You know, the, I know, sugar you know, cookies, know. bake 12 to 15 minutes till golden brown. Yeah. Dad's got everything under control. Yeah. Oh. Ah. 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 Pipe down 
And then he burns his hand, screams at his kids. <laughs> and it's so funny. And I was just hoping and hoping that there would be more of that. But that was the only time that they really used Phil Hartman in a way where, like, he could have been, he could have been so much funnier in this mm -hmm. movie. The other part that made me laugh was when he and Rita Wilson were in the car, and this is when he's really trying to put the moves on her, and he, like, forces her head onto his shoulder, and it made me laugh. Because it was so natural. Well, it's in that Phil Hartman way. I don't know. Yeah. But those, other than that, no. Let's, yeah, no. This movie was not funny. But it, like, had potential with, like, the Sinbad thing. Because they keep running into each other, and then they'll be, like, friends for a second, but then they realize there's a new opportunity to find a terrible man, and then they're enemies again. They, like, shut each other indoors and just, like, kick each other downstairs. And uh, not literally. I don't remember what they do. But they, you know, punch each other's eyes out. I really poke like... each other's eyes out is what I meant. Physical comedy and no, slapstick it stuff. This wasn't and funny, this wasn't no done well and oh, it no. was really it was it was like it was trying to be a home alone style almost hmm but because it's the same producer like chris well, Columbus. how do you mean just like with the, the hilarious like uh, like maiming yeah things yeah but they didn't pull it off at all they're just not i don't think sinbad or arnold are very good physical actors which is funny because no. arnold's a very physical actor but it's mostly just no. showing his muscles and shooting guns oh, not arnold. physical comedy he is not a good actor he is a terrible <laughs> terrible actor i know i'm gonna hear about this from people who are gonna be pissed at me i say this as someone who's only seen a few of his movies i have not seen terminator i know that's crazy and i do want to see it i just i never saw it I never saw it. <laughs> oh, I get it. I know True Lies was one that was supposedly really good, and it happens to be in our timeline, so we will yeah. watch that. Ah, he sucks so much in this. <laughs> it is so painful to watch, and it. What I kept thinking about was when Michael Jordan hosted on Saturday oh, Night yeah. Live. We talked about this on our Space Jam episode. Michael Jordan hosted snl back in the 90s early 90s i think he did it multiple times didn't he i don't know but i'm thinking of one particular episode yeah i know what you're talking about with like chris farley and there were some funny skits in there but no thanks to michael jordan michael jordan was very charming which is because he is he's a very charming man and was very yeah back then he was very very charming and lovable and so it didn't really matter that he sucked at acting but he sucked so much and that's how I felt watching this was like Arnold Schwarzenegger is guesting. He's hosting SNL right now badly. Like he's just reading cue cards. And it's just cards. painful. It's just painful to watch. And I, I mean, I loved the movie Kindergarten Cop. I was just going to ask about Which came out Cop. in 1990. Yes, I've seen it a million times. What about Twins? Yes. Also loved Twins. But again, Twins came out in 1988. Kindergarten Cop came out in 1990. I was much younger. Mm -hmm. And I think that if Jingle All the Way had come out, I mean, when I didn't see younger. it. I obviously didn't see it anyway. But I would not have seen it had I been home. And if I ha if I did, I, I, don't, I, I, I wouldn't have seen it. Right. <laughs> but if no you way. had seen it when you were younger. Right. I'm saying if this movie would have come out five years earlier, I probably would have been into it. Mm -hmm. But it, it, like, I just don't. I just don't like it so much. I just don't like it so much. You know, that it's hard for me to 
yeah, that even say much about it. Taken in very different ways. I just really don't like it. Mm-hmm. To a great, ex- to a great, to a large degree. Okay. And a great extent. I think it's clear now. So, and and Arnold is also kind of charming. He has a little bit of that going for him, but certainly didn't do anything for this movie for me anyway. Mike, I remember when we lived in California. Mm-hmm. And he was our fucking governor. Yes, I do remember that. I remember that too. We voted. We did not vote for him. No, we did not. But he was our governor. He won an election in California to be governor, governor of the state. Yeah. Just to it's just wild. to clarify. It was wild. I know we're in a wild political time right now, but this was really wild at the time that he actually won. It was and it was also like, "Oh, okay. So that just proves the theory that a celebrity will always win. Right. Especially but- a likable and liked celebrity, which he was. I just remember feeling really embarrassed that we had elected him. Mm-hmm. I was really embarrassed. Like, this is just a fucking joke. And now it's funny. We've been through so much since then. And now it's like, that doesn't even, that seems totally valid to me. <laughs> um, you know, and he was a very moderate Republican. So I just, it's weird how your feelings change, you know, based Mm -hmm. on, but I mean, really that same theory applied to Donald Trump. He was a celebrity and he won because, well, he didn't win because he was a celebrity. He won because of um, collusion with Russia. And misogyny and racism, but. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And his, especially his racism, yeah. We could go on Uh, off on a whole different tangent. And yeah. No, but I'm just saying like, it was sort of a similar thing even though arnold was like so much less damaging yeah and i think arnold maybe somehow seemed kind of qualified and he's able to put together like sentences that make sense in english which is ironic because it's not his first language right but he doesn't just have diarrhea of the mouth all the time and although i do think he's probably very very conceited he didn't come across in the same way as a completely arrogant narcissistic oh my god I don't know. I, yeah. Anyway, Back Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger seems just really tame to me now. So Arnold, if you're listening, I know our podcast is a big deal. I'm sorry about all that shit I said about what a terrible <laughs> actor you are. I don't know. You probably aren't. It's just this movie. You're very bad in it. I loved you in Kindergarten Cop. Loved you. So on that note, <laughs> there were so many things that didn't make sense to me. About this movie, too. The plot was fine. It was very no cookie cutter and predictable it and It was dumb. not fine. But there were choices they made that were very strange. Like, so at the end, spoilers here, um, if you haven't seen the movie, we're giving away a big point that Jen predicted within three seconds of the credits rolling. Arnold Schwarzenegger does end up in the Turbo Man suit for the parade. Mm-hmm. Oh, he God, I have some comments on this. microphone on his suit because there's a big scene with him and the dementor his it's or, not the dementor, or dementor but, yeah his arch enemy sinbad steals the dementor suit arnold ends up in the turbo man suit of course he steals the suit just to fight arnold yeah because he's trying to steal the turbo man there's a turbo man doll i know I, but uh, again like you say that like oh yeah it's a normal thing it's not normal none <laughs> Did of this I say is it like that? none of this is normal it it doesn't make sense. No, I know. I'm saying that he would in, within this movie, of even, course that's going to happen. I know, but that's the thing. Is like this is what I mean about 
this movie tried so little. Mm-hmm. It literally just threw some people like it. The fact that both of these douchebags who knew that Turbo Man was the biggest fucking deal waited till Christmas Eve is, first of all, unbel- that's not a thing that would happen. It only happens so they can set up all of this stupid shit. I know that, yes, I'm just describing the plot of the movie, but like it, none of it, there's not a second of this movie that is valid as a story or believable. Not a second of it. Counter argument. No. It's a modern day fable. And the moral is procrastination is bad. No. That's not even the moral. That's not the moral. And we can talk about the moral, too, because I have some thoughts about that. Because there is a point where, actually, probably my favorite scene in the movie, uh, where they go in, Sinbad and Arnold go into a store, and everybody tramples each other. Is the store with Chris Parnell, or no? Yeah. Anyway, everybody tramples each other, much like Black Friday, which, by the way, I have a question about that in a second. But I loved it because it was so, it was like just the ugliest part of humanity and consumerism. And there was a, just a second where I thought, oh, and also the song that was playing. I don't know if you noticed this. The song that was playing during that scene was, it's the most Mm -hmm. wonderful time. So I thought, oh, maybe this is actually going to be like commentary on capitalism and consumerism. But they didn't pull it off. No, they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't even try to pull it off. Mm-mm. That wasn't the point of this movie. The only point of that scene of people fucking trampling each other to get a stupid toy was that you're supposed to be rooting for Arnold to get it. That's mm-hmm. the only fucking point. <laughs> like, it's such a missed, oh, God, I hate this movie so much. <laughs> the more I talk about it, the more angry I get thinking about it. Right. You think it's going to be this big, like... Like a something, you know? A Christmas movie. Exactly. Tons of Christmas movies are anti-capitalism and consumerism and stuff. But this one didn't even try for that. I don't know. And its whole premise should be about that. Yeah, that's what it... Right, but that's not what it is. It's about being a good father. Mm -hmm. And... Which is hard when your son is the chosen one and has all those midichlorians in him, you know? I think that joke isn't very funny. I'm sorry, I just... I've never seen that kid in anything else, and... He was terrible in this, and he was terrible in Star Wars. Oh, he's a child. He was terrible. I'm not... Oh, my God. I'm not feeling bad for him. He got paid a lot of money to do his little acting thing. So just to get this out of the way, because I keep forgetting about it, another way that this movie lost its way and kind of lost the plot a little bit, there was a scene where Sinbad, who's a mailman, and he's fucking carrying around a bag of mail the whole goddamn movie... As he's searching for Turbo Man. We never see him deliver a fucking thing. I'm sorry, but that's what male deliverers do. Right, but he could have left it in his fucking truck. No, 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 they don't do that. Oh, they do that all the time. That's how they they get the mail everywhere. They drive a truck around. Oh, no, that's illegal. They they always carry it. He pulls out a package randomly because they hear... The gag at the very beginning that we did was because there was a radio contest. They hear a radio contest that will win a Turbo Man if you can name all eight of Santa's reindeer. So they fight over a phone because phone booths were a thing back then. And then they find out that the radio station's just two blocks down. So they run down to the radio station and... So stupid. None of this. It's so stupid. Yeah. That's not how the contest works, guys. Oh, my God. And yeah, can I just just interject here? <laughs> yes. The part that I hated so much about that scene. I mean, the fighting over the phone is kind of funny. Like, that kind of slapstick stuff is kind of funny. But then they took this almost kind of funny part 
and they ruined it up the ass because they <laughs> they had the the contest was the first person to call in. Uh-huh. So number one, by the time they had fought over the phone, they already wouldn't have been the first person to call in. Number two, by the time they fucking ran to the radio station several blocks away, 50,000 people would have called by then. Well, they, they covered that, though, because there were callers that were calling in with the wrong answer. But they had the right it's answer? such a hard question. See? No. 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 So Arnold gets there first. I reject. I, I No. But then Sinbad comes in and says that one of the packages he's carrying is a bomb. And he has a bomb, and he's he makes a bomb threat, and they have to give him the Turbo Man. It's not a bomb. He was lying. He just he said it was just a package, but he's been under a lot of stress since the whole Zip Plus Four thing. Tries to make a mail joke. What's, what Didn't is work. that? The Zip Code Plus Four oh digits. Oh my god! That was also, new at the time. Apparently, you would be jailed. You would right. be immediately arrested for making a bomb threat. So he does it again. Oh, but no repercussions. They go to a different building. I don't even remember why the fuck they're there. They're in this building. All the cops show up, and when the cops, maybe the cops are chasing them because of the bomb threat, because Martin Mull called, the DJ called the cops. They all trap Arnold and Sinbad, and he pulls out another package and says, this is a bomb. What's all this violence? This Christmas, and I was just delivering some Christmas. Hey, back up. This is a homemade explosive device, and I'll blow it up. You know why? Because I work for the post office, so you know I'm not stable. Tell them. This man is totally insane. Thank you! And he gets all the cops to drop their guns, and then <laughs> they run off. Robert Conrad picks up the package and says, oh, I spent 15 years on the bomb squad, blah, blah, blah. Oh, God. And then all of a sudden, it explodes, and the movie becomes a fucking Wile E. Coyote. Yes, thank you. That's exactly the note I wrote. That's exactly thing. the note I wrote. The bomb blows up in his face, which in real life would lead to body parts and blood being showered about. Instead... He ha- literally has soot on his face. Like and his, his hair, hair gets kind of blown back. Yeah. yeah. And he has soot all over him. That's what happened when a, an actual bomb exploded. Well, maybe it's a soot bomb, Jen. You don't but know. But there was nothing in this movie up to this point that would have suggested right. that it was. Although, since you said it was the same producer as Home Alone, that does make sense because. Some of those injuries are kind of. Yeah, that movie's yeah. exactly the same way. and But that movie does play more like. A Looney Tunes cartoon. Like, right. it, it it's plays more like. And it, it yeah. rides the line of like, these injuries are real, but they're funny. It does that really well. Right. I mean, in those, I mean, those injuries would have been way more real right. in real life, but they do play it like. They play it for laughs. It's silly. It's, yeah. There was no precedent for that in this movie. Right. All of a sudden. God yeah. damn it. That was terrible. Oh my God. The other thing that I was really frustrated by was the very end, Arnold. Is in the Turbo Man suit. He's in the parade. He has to give away a Turbo Man toy, Wait, a special I, edition Turbo Man I? toy. Okay, yeah, okay, go ahead. go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Say your thing, but I'm just afraid you're going to say the thing I want to say. <laughs> is it about the microphone and the voice changer, the voice modulator? No. So as Arnold, Arnold's like trying to sneak into the, the parade to find his family and somebody sees him and grabs him and assumes he's the actor that's supposed to be turbo man in the parade. So they, it's one of those fucking obnoxious, annoying scenes where this person just talks really fast and puts a suit on him and Mm -hmm. Arnold can't Mm -hmm. protest or say anything and explain it's not me. Again, this movie did not even try. Yeah. So he gets (sighs) the full suit on. 
They stuff the helmet on his head, and the guy explains, this microphone will change your voice so it sounds like Turbo Man. It doesn't fucking sound like Turbo Man. He talks to the whole crowd. He talks to his fucking son okay, and okay, says, Okay, stop right there. Here's, here's the Turbo Man toy for you, Jamie. <laughs> and Jamie, this fucking Spot idiot kid, on. is like, How does he know my name? Oh my God, you he are saying my He has an Austrian accent, just like my dad. Okay, can we? Okay, yeah. Rita, you, Wilson you doesn't fucking recognize him. You said... Oh, well, that's the other thing. You can see most of his face. So Well, there's even, a yellow visor. Even with... Over half No, of it. no, you can see his whole face. That's right. Yeah. You can't even... None of his face is covered at all. Well, yellow and visor over the top. Not covered, though. You can <laughs> no. still see his eyes. So, there's that. Mm-hmm. And it would be one thing if it seemed like it was trying to be funny. Like... But that's not what this movie was. No. It was not a farce. It was not... It was like a, it was supposed to be a like a moving Christmas movie. I mean, it was supposed to be funny, which it wasn't. And it was supposed to be moving, which it absolutely fucking wasn't. And the voice part, when he's talking to his own fucking child who's looking at his father's face and can't recognize him. And then he speaks. Mm-hmm. And the kid still doesn't recognize him. I was like, how many people in the greater Minneapolis metropolitan area have... Like super thick Austrian accents. How many do you think? I mean, there's probably a good number, but how many are like super ripped big dudes and look exactly like your dad? I don't think that the number is as big as you might think it is. I mean, it's a big city. It's probably in the hundreds, but that's at least. The other thing. It's a big city, but they run into the exact same cop over and over and over and mm-hmm. over again. Mm-hmm. They run into, like he and Sinbad run into each other over and over and over and over again. Well, they're going to the only toy stores that are open on Christmas Eve, so. Fine. Makes but sense. Come know? on. <laughs> Again, they didn't try. I, I'm just so disappointed. Yeah. So I was really frustrated. I get it if he's a few blocks away on a float in a parade. Maybe you don't hear him quite right. You don't see him. But Arnold, also, the suit totally works. There's a fucking jetpack. There's like. Some, yeah, yeah. something that yeah, shoots it's all real. like all real discs stuff. out of his arm mm-hmm. like the suit the turbo man suit is just like what a superhero like would a fucking use laser gun. and it really fucking works all of it <laughs> because he uses it to save jamie as jamie climbs <laughs> a building to get away from the dementor or dementor and whatever oh, fucking dumb anyway oh it's so it's just they finally end up he arnold schwarzenegger catches jamie and is holding him and talking to him and then sets him down and he his son and his wife are yeah, his stupid a foot wife. away from him, God. talking to him. She's thanking Turbo Man for saving her son and talking about her husband. Wait, she does know, though, doesn't she, she at doesn't that point? She doesn't until know? he says, I am your dad, and takes the helmet off or something. And, and then, she's like, <gasps> And she, she gets all surprised, and she has this look, and she's like, oh, Howard. Like, he's so sexy in this muscly outfit. Because Arnold Schwarzenegger is a fucking schlubby <laughs> yeah, turd the rest of the movie? Yeah, yeah like she, it's no. like, oh, I never pictured you muscly before. Right, what the fuck is that? <laughs> it's all, it didn't every, make any fucking every sense. Every second of this movie is like that. Every second of this movie is frustrating oh. on that same level. Like, that's a perfect example of how, 
little they thought through any of this because they knew they didn't need to. I mean, I'm sure this movie made a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. It starred Arnold Schwarzenegger and it was a fucking Christmas movie. Yeah, people still talk about it and love it as like a classic Christmas Oh man, movie. I'm sorry. Okay, so that means probably like a lot of our listeners maybe love this mm-hmm. movie and I'm so sorry that I've said so many mean things about it. I totally understand. Jen, you if gotta- you saw it as a kid... I get it. Like, I I didn't, as you know, that's the point of this show. I have no nostalgia attached to it, and therefore I can only see it with my current eyes. And I'm telling you, Kid You was an idiot. Kid You was not, did not, did not have good taste. That's good, Jen. Lean into it. I'm telling you from experience. (laughs) As someone who just said that soul patches are never a good idea and then oh, yeah. was called out and by then... some of our most loyal listeners <laughs> who have soul patches soul patches soul patches <laughs> yeah. what are those those are um temporary tattoos that look like soul patches they're a new thing mm. i'm marketing <laughs> that's what Crycus or Crycus. Mm-hmm. he was that's wearing he a had. soul patcher tm <laughs> i mean okay also I... one more thing that i hated sinbad what are you doing there was a scene in the mall where a bunch of people tackled sinbad Okay. And Arnold Schwarzenegger took one of the lottery balls that Sinbad had, and he says, that's my ball. And then there's a bunch of people on top of him, and he says, Rodney King, Rodney King. Oh, yeah, yeah, Not yeah. I have okay. notes on that. No one knows what lottery balls mean when you say that, but okay. whatever. There's little, like, balls they that release they were trying a bunch to of raffle balls. off the, the one toy or something. They release a whole bunch of balls, and then everybody, like, fights each other. To get the right ball or something. I don't know. They have numbers written on them and they're going to draw one and that person gets a Turbo Man toy or something. Something like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So. I mean, I'm not going to. Sinbad, do whatever you got to do, but. No. Uh-uh. No, At some Sinbad, point you should you have said, uh-uh, I'm not saying that. That's fucked up. Well, Sinbad also is the only person of color in this whole fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Which it's is accurate. E- with Saint the exception, Paul, Minnesota, tiny little town. With the exception of Rita Wilson, there are no women in it. So, except for all the women that Ted's boning. But the they're not real characters, no characters, is what I mean. Rita Wilson, not a real character. Also either. true, but at least she has lines. Yeah, I mean, this movie was made by all white men, right? I mean, I'm sure that's a pretty yeah. fair assumption. I would say, if I'm wrong about that, please let me know. But yeah, so Sinbad's being beaten by people and he yells Rodney King and it's supposed to be super funny. It's not funny even now, 23 years later. Mm-mm. I cannot imagine that it could have been funny then. Oh, I think it probably was funny then. People were deeply racist people were and people were into jokes like that. Yeah. I mean, people like, are he was still. A joke. There I were Saturday that... Night Live jokes about Rodney King and stuff. Like, it was. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. It was in the zeitgeist. That's true. It is a different. Yeah. I mean, hey, there's one, another example of how, like, I mean, there are definitely people who probably still make that joke and would still think that was funny. But overall, that's not a thing that's really acceptable. Like, you wouldn't see that in a children's movie now. You would not see a fucking Rodney King right, joke. Right, But, uh, yeah, I mean, my, I was like, well, at least it's a black man saying that, I guess. But, um, But that no. also makes it worse? No, it's just not. It's Persinda? not. It's none of it's okay. Nothing about it is okay. N- none, right. none of that's it. That's what I was saying. Like, I'm not going to try to tell Sinbad what to do as a person of color saying that, but... But he didn't, I mean, on, he didn't write that. I get, no, no, he didn't write it, but... The reason I, I was... I don't know, maybe he did. 
the reason I was saying like it was all white men is like, you know, how easy do you think it was for the one black dude? To... Yes. Okay, but honestly, fair. you're right though that Sinbad himself probably would have made that joke anyway mm-hmm. at the at time. That time. Yeah, I think that's actually probably really true. But yeah, wow. In our with our current eyes, it's like holy shit. Wow. Now it's supposed to be funny. So funny. Mm-hmm. So funny. Like, hey, remember that time police beat a black man, like, nearly to death? That was so funny. So can we talk about the funniest part of the movie now? Yes. What, what, in your opinion, is the funniest part of this movie? The very end of the film. Okay. They're all happy. They're back in their home. Everything's worked out just fine. Christmas Eve is a great success. And Rita Wilson is hugging Arnold Schwarzenegger and says to him, you went to all this trouble and did all these things. Just to get Jamie, a Turbo Man, what did you get me for Christmas? And then Arnold looks at the camera with his big, surprised, shocked eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, <gasps> Very totally and unconvincing. And it zooms in super fast on his face. Oh, well, yeah, it's like, <sighs> yeah, oh, man. It's like the end of a sitcom from the 60s. <laughs> yeah. You know, it would be like a freeze frame. Or it's the end of and a cartoon. And then the applause, like... It's like a Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote cartoon. And the audience would go, oh, or ooh. Yeah. Oh. No, that's not an audience sound. <laughs> I'm trying to make that sound, you know, That'd when people are like... That'd be an audience sound like a weird, creepy horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You remember Which that? Which is more appropriate for this movie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> than, like, yeah. yeah, that was... You remember that. Okay. Now... Are you quite finished by I'm now? I'm quite finished talking about Jingle All the Way. I, I am almost. But I, I would like to just mention a few things. When did Black Friday become a thing? Way after this. Way after this? Really? Yeah. Okay, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Because I was trying to remember, like, when, when they showed people trampling each other, I was trying to remember, and I didn't think that i remembered black friday being a thing when we were kids no but there there was the like the toy craze like cabbage patch dolls and trying to right think of those other things examples, had but, happened before yeah, but i just like the must have yeah yeah Christmas and people thing. killing and each other for people it. have literally been trampled to death yeah no i mean yeah people trample each other to death oh <laughs> here's another joke i wrote what a missed opportunity for a joke now i don't remember who was speaking to who but was somebody, it just the whole film that you were commenting no, on? Was it no, just a global? Because, no. Somebody said, I know what you're thinking. And then the other person said, you have no idea. And I was like, well, I guess none of us get to know then. <laughs> like, what's the point of that? Why? Why? Were we, we supposed know? to be able to read between the lines, but there was a deleted scene or something, so we have no I, idea? I, 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 I... All I know is that I was thinking it's not obvious or Mm. clear what it is that that person might be thinking. And so it really was literally like just a waste of my life, that moment. And I can't, I can't get that back. Um, I think we should mention that at the very end of the film, Jamie does end up as Sinbad is being left off or let off in handcuffs because he's destroyed the whole parade and everything. Jamie gives him his turbo man right. doll that he I wanted more get than to anything. And yeah. so Sinbad can have it for his son. Which is nice. And he says, of course, why do I need a turbo man doll when I've got the real turbo man? Because by that point, he's realized that his father was in he the just, costume. All he needs is his daddy. Mm-hmm. And it's so stupid. Yeah. 
No, yeah. Uh, I mean, a nice and it little is, bow on the whole thing. Right. And it is like a nice thing to do. I mean, it's a very nice thing for a kid to do, obviously. And Sinbad was definitely the more needy and deserving of this doll of the two of them. But he was also pretty shitty throughout the movie, like making yeah. bomb threats no, no, and yeah, actually no, no, blowing no. up a cop. No, no. And, I mean, which is fine. You're not understanding me. I'm saying he's a single dad. He's a right. mail carrier. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jamie and his parents live in like this super. Like he'll get a Turbo Man doll in a month. It'll be fine. Right. But, and this is connected to what I was saying earlier about like, oh, is this going to be like a commentary on consumerism, capitalism? No. My hope was this. I'm going to rewrite the ending of this movie real Mm -hmm. quick. Here's what happens. Jamie gets the doll. Sinbad's kid shows up, sees how hard his dad was fighting for the doll. And he's like, dad, it's cool. I just need to know you love me or some, you know, they got to throw in that Hallmark shit. And then Jamie and the kid, because they're way better people than their fathers, decide to give the doll to a homeless child. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. And while you were saying this, I was casting those two new characters that you just introduced. Sinbad's son is played by Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman? Yeah. Just as a little stunt casting. And then the homeless child is played by Danny DeVito. In the 90s, you're saying? Mm-hmm. Or Okay, well, Danny DeVito was like 75 in the 90s. Yeah, it makes as much sense as the rest of this fucking movie. <laughs> anyway, whatever. It's cool that he gave Sinbad the doll also, like, the most predictable fucking thing yeah. in the world. Um, something that I notice when I look through my notes mm-hmm. that I enjoy, and it does give me a little chuckle, is that I just, like, lost... I just didn't have any enthusiasm about this. Mm-hmm. Here's just, like, this is what my notes are like. I wrote, like, I literally can't believe what I'm watching right now. Never in my wildest dreams did I imagine that this movie would suck this much. I feel like that so often. When For this podcast? <laughs> when we're watching something. I don't. <laughs> this, is, this is bad on the level of, like, okay, it's not the mask bad. Nothing is the mask bad. I mean, <laughs> I challenge you. I challenge you to find something that's as bad as the mask. That on I, a scale that of... I, the mask to cool running that I personally will hate as much as I hate the mask. Jingle but this all is the way up there. is right above the mask. I think this might even this is worse than Batman Forever. I think for me. Yeah, I think so. Batman Forever had some redeeming qualities. I don't remember what they were. All I remember are the Mine. bat nipples and Val Kilmer's ass. It has. Yeah, I don't know. It had some stuff. Oh, something made me laugh. Somebody was holding a phone that wasn't connected and saying nine one one nine one one. No. That was Martin Mull. Oh, Martin Mull's funny. This kid was a spoiled brat. Mm, yeah, yeah. He wasn't He wasn't very... a very likable kid. No. So I was like, I don't really give a shit if that kid gets a doll. I hope he doesn't get a doll. Again, I think that's just Jake Lloyd. I like, hope instead he gets little... kicked. Just, I hope he gets kicked. Yeah, it was definitely one of those movies where there are no likable characters. Not a one. None. Oh, you, you look like maybe... I'm trying to think. I was going to say maybe the reindeer, but then it made these weird human noises and it was fucking creepy. Um, no, I don't think there were any. No, there was. There was one likable character. There was a cab driver. Arnold gets in a cab to go to the parade, but there's tons of traffic. And Arnold says something about like, there's all this traffic. And he's like, yeah, everybody's going to the parade. Turbo Man's going to be there. No, and no. And he's a... Love. Not likable character. Thank you for bringing this up. Oh my god, he's this an old was one dude of the things that made me about Turbo Man. laugh so much and made me so again just so fucking livid. 
Jen, he enjoys the Turbo Man character and he finds joy in things and he's open about his childlike wonder. That's not it. That's not it. That'd be cool if they had created a character like that. But no, that's not what they did. What they did was create this world where Turbo Man, an action figure, is so exciting to the entirety of Minneapolis and I assume the world that every adult is just as excited as every kid to see Turbo Man in a Christmas parade. Maybe you didn't see the Turbo Man TV show clip at the beginning of the movie, because he was pretty badass. It was very similar to Power Rangers, and you don't remember this because you were in Montana probably, but like my dad was super excited about the Green Power Ranger. He absolutely was up. not. <laughs> if I asked your dad who the Green Power Ranger was, he would not know at all what I was talking about. He would, I guarantee he would ask, is that a Pokemans? That, that part, I was just like, once again... Why aren't you trying? What happened to you in your life that you're like this? People who created this movie. <laughs> they're trying to create a world, Jen. Just no, they're let not. Yourself That's my be, point. Let yourself be enveloped in this world of There's Turbo no Man. World. There's no world. It's just, a, it's just a shitty, shitty movie where adults love Turbo Man. So Phil Hartman's character, the neighbor. Ted. Ted. First of all, why does that guy have so many fucking statues in his house? Did he have a lot of statues? Yeah, in he's got house? like Balthazar and um Oh that well he had a nativity scene. No that no was part he of the had, nativity. No, scene. he had statues. Yeah, Balthazar was a wise man in the nativity scene. Uh Phil Hartman at the beginning makes a comment about how he got his Turbo Man doll weeks ago. Months I think he ago. says months ago and it's wrapped safely under our tree. So right then, of course, because this is such a predictable movie, you know that at some point Arnold is going to get desperate enough to try to steal the Turbo Man from under Ted's tree. And I'm he does. pretty sure everybody knew that. He he does. But what I thought was so amazing, because they made the foreshadowing so obvious in itself, was that they could not simply, they couldn't stand to just let oh, that foreshadowing work for itself. Right. Because what they did instead was that they played his voice again. Mm-hmm. They played his voice as if um, Arnold was hearing it in his mind about how it's safely wrapped under the tree and all that bullshit. Because we wouldn't get it, Jen. And that's when I was just like, I, like, fuck you. Like, fuck you guys. <laughs> that's pretty late in the movie for you to be like, fuck you. No. I think you were... I was so mad. I just was like, how stupid do you... I just, I hate it. I hate this movie. So can I ask you a question? Okay. On a different topic. I don't yeah. think we've talked about this before. We've kind of talked about other holidays, but what was Christmas like in Montana? Oh, glad you asked that because I did think about talking about that. It was horrible and painful and lonely is what it was. So kind of like the experience of watching this movie. No, Christmas was um, family. Did you get to go home or no. did families come? Nope, nope, nope. No one was allowed to go home at Christmas. Nobody was allowed to come at Christmas. Thanksgiving was like the... Thanksgiving was when families would come. Christmas was, we were allowed to receive two gifts, one of which had to be uh, homemade. Yeah. Like cookies or something or like a scarf? Or whatever. I don't know. Not cookies, but. Oh, yeah. You couldn't have cookies. And... Like my parents made this thing. It's a long story. It was an inside joke. The night, I, the night I got to Montana, they played this game. It was like one of those picnic games, you know, where it's like, <laughs> hey, I'm Jen, and I'm bringing jam. And you would say, I'm I'm Micah, Micah, and I'm I'm bringing mustard. Right. And my dad was there, and (laughs) my dad said, I'm Bill. (laughs) 
I'm Bill, and I'm bringing hot dogs. (laughs) (laughs) This is a recurring family joke. Yeah, he says it all the time, and no one knows what he's talking about anymore. But anyway, so... uh, Wait, can I just make one point about that? Because I've heard this story so many times, and he talks about how he's... Billy Hot Dog is like a nickname that he gives himself sometimes. Well, yeah, but But, that comes from what I'm going to... Right, but his name is William. He could have actually made it work if he understood the game. He could have said, I'm William and I'm bringing wieners. Well, that's the whole point, Micah. He didn't understand how the game worked. I know. So they made me, like, he wrote a poem called Billy Hot Dog that they framed, I think. And so that was one of my gifts. Probably the first year. I don't remember the next year. But, but of course, my mother being my mother, you can imagine, Micah, how my mom did with, like, one gift she was allowed to send. So she would just send shit anyway. She would send, like... Several gifts, even what though I wasn't them? allowed to have them. They Did would they keep them, them in the office. And I think eventually they let me have them or maybe they sent them back. I don't remember. So I actually, I mean, it it sucked. The first year it sucked, obviously. It was very, it sucked. It sucked being there on the holidays. But, you know, the fact that, I mean, holidays with dysfunctional families are not the best So now I do kind of see why people weren't allowed to go home at that time. I mean, if I had gone home... It would have been a very stressful situation anyway. And it would have been so different from Montana. I mean, going back at any time would have been so different from Montana. But also at that time when it's all about overindulging in food and drink and... Yeah, exactly. I also think it's like harder to come back. Mm -hmm. Like, I think... And for families, too, harder to send mm-hmm. your kid back after Christmas because it's this, you know, totally false, yeah, fabricated, you know, warm, loving situation where people just drink their way through it. Anyway, that was a dark look at Christmas. I don't really feel that way about Christmas. But, uh, but yeah, so the, I think the second year I was there for Christmas, it wasn't as bad. I think, I think it was actually maybe kind of peaceful. Hmm. Um, I don't remember what we did. We opened, uh, you know, our gift, uh, and then I don't remember. I don't remember what we did, but I do remember I have a feeling, I have this sense of sitting in the lounge where we would do group and just feeling kind of peaceful. So, yeah, I don't, Hmm. unfortunately, I don't have any more specific memories than that. I know we were doing a fucking shit ton of skiing because that's what we did in the winter. Did they kind of give you a day off maybe? Like... Yeah, I think Christmas was a day off. Yeah, but I don't remember what that meant. I mean, there's never a day off mm-hmm. uh, from everything, but I, um, like, I'm sure we did group and I'm sure, but I'm, we didn't have school or anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we did. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I mean, did we watch a movie? Did we, I don't know what we did. I cannot remember. We probably, did we sing songs? We probably sang songs, maybe? I don't know. It was not a particularly traumatic time because I don't remember it. <laughs> So it must have been one of the kind of, I think it was one of the calmer times being there, you know. And I, like, whatever it means to have a day off, they probably did let up on us a little bit mm-hmm. emotionally is the feeling I have about it. Like you it. had group, but they probably didn't press anything Like a scream lot at us it, and, yeah. yeah, and tell, you know, say I was a piece of shit or anything. Cool. So that was nice. That's, yeah, that's a nice little respite. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I'm going to have to ask, this is another one of those things, I'm going to ask People, other people I was remember. there with, yeah, like what they remember about Christmas. Because my big memory of it is just that my mom would send all these gifts and I couldn't have them. That does sound right. Right? Yeah. 
the first year I spent with Jen's family for Christmas, my family hasn't done a lot of gifts for a long time. Like when I was growing up, we got gifts, but pretty early on, we decided just to do like one gift per person. And we were dating and it was still kind of early in our relationship. And it was pretty late into the holiday season that it was decided that I would go to Jen's family to spend Christmas with them. (laughs) And I showed up and your mom was so apologetic Mm-hmm. that I only had like 18 things to open. <laughs> you had like three gifts, but... No, I had a lot you... of gifts and I still have them. I remember that they were all very thoughtful and I like them still. And yeah. like the little she knew of me, she tried really hard to find some things that I would appreciate. And Yeah, my mom loves giving mm-hmm. gifts. I mean, she's a very generous person. And so, and it is one of the ways like that she expresses love. And so uh, I think it was very hard for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was really hard because she wasn't able to express her love in the way that she felt comfortable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, well, I think I don't think, actually, that I can speak any more about this film because my blood pressure is already, wow, like, all the way up my butt. Hmm. I do know what blood pressure is and, and that how it works. That didn't make any sense, and so, I don't think that's healthy. I'm really sorry if we have listeners who love this movie— if oh, you that, do, that could be taken the wrong way. What? No, I mean like. <laughs> well, I mean both things. I mean, I'm sorry that I'm sorry about whatever happened to you in your life <laughs> that makes you love this movie, and I'm sorry that we were so mean about it. Wow, I I feel bad. I feel like I'm rubbing off on Jen or something, <laughs> or maybe this movie's just that bad that it turns everybody into a cynical asshole. <laughs> Oh, no, I definitely have cynical asshole in me. I just usually, I do try on this podcast to come in with kind of like a wide-eyed, open-minded viewpoint because, you know, the idea is these are things I missed when I was a teen and I was in a really dark time in my life. And now I want to try to view things with a, a new lens. But that's just too much to ask. For this pile of shit. I won't. I will not mince words when it comes to things that I find offensive. You have principles. I have principles. And I appreciate that. And I stick to them. All right. So anyway, thank you so much for listening to us uh, rip this shit to shreds. If you liked listening to it, why don't you rate or review us on iTunes or go talk to your friends. Tell one real person that you just listened to two dinguses talk about Jingle All the Way and how shitty it was. Mm. I wouldn't lead with that. Okay, maybe tell them about a different episode. You can also tweet at us. We love um, being tweeted at. I am up to 43 followers on Twitter, um, so that's pretty exciting. And I actually think that's the same number that I gave during my last Micah's Twitter followers update. So (laughs) it's not showing a lot of growth, but I'm not losing anybody. Yeah, mine is really more the, I mean, it's my personal Twitter, but it's also our podcast Twitter, really. So it's at Never Saw That Pod. Uh, we love getting new followers on there. We haven't had anyone new in, uh, join our Facebook group in quite a while, actually. That would be cool if you want to join our Facebook group. Yeah, it's fun in there. People make really nasty jokes about Shart and um, other things. Send yeah. our dicks. And if you want to support us financially, which we would so, so appreciate, you can find us on Patreon. And we have really cool Patreon rewards that you get. Yeah. And we have 32, I believe. We need 18 more before we get to our first goal, which is 50. And uh, then I will get a tattoo 
of Arnold Schwarzenegger's face. No, no, no. Sinbad's face. Of whatever one of our listeners designs and we decide on. Martin Mull's ponytail. I don't know. When we get closer to it, we'll iron out the details. But anyway, we would... Turbo Man. We very much appreciate our financial supporters. It's huge. It's uh, it's huge and... Yeah, we we could always use the help with that. Thank you. And thanks to Graham McRae for our artwork. Thank you to Fifi Folios for our internet stuff. Thanks to Minus Violet for our music. Until next time. It's See turbo in... time. See, See you in, in the, the 90s. 90s. It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle-belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer, it's the most wonderful time.